and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how you doing tonight? I am doing great. I am super excited about what we're going to share tonight. Tonight's a fun one. And truth be told, when I sit at home, we tend to turn on Disney Plus and watch a lot about the animals that are within the Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park and Disney's Animal Kingdom villas and hotel. Tonight we're going to talk about a special experience. It's Starlight Safari at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Kadani Village. And I'm going to be very honest with you. This is not a brand new tour. It is new to me. I've done all the theme park backstage tours. I haven't done all of the animal kingdom tours because i'm not a huge animal person but let me tell you this one made me fall in love with so many things about the savannas well so let's kind of set the stage first because i'm coming off of literally before we record this watching one of these national geographic specials that they have on disney plus for folks that are unsure of the whole layout here there's disney's animal kingdom theme park there's disney's animal kingdom lodge and there's Disney's, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kadani Village, right? So we, we've got these these couple different sections that we're talking about here. Tonight's experience is at Kadani Village. So it starts at Kadani Village. That middle one that you were talking about, that original Animal Kingdom Lodge resort is also known as Jumbo House. So that's kind of the distinction. We have Jumbo and we have Kadani. And when we talk about the animals, everybody thinks that you can walk from the hotels into the theme park. <laughs> no. A, that's not true. <laughs> and B, I'm going to dispel myth number two for you guys here. It is not one giant savanna. There's a savanna that is for the theme park. There is a savanna that is shared between Kadani Village and Jumbo House. And then there's a third savanna that Jumbo House has on its own. Disney fans, ultimate Disney fans, they love tours. What makes this, I guess, unique from any other tour that maybe we've talked about or that any of your clients have decided they want to do? I think the big unique factor is while you are on stage, like Disney likes to say, which means you're in public areas that the public can see and that you may have seen before, even though you haven't stood where you'll be standing, this tour takes you backstage as well and it doesn't require park admission since as we said it leaves from a resort it leaves from kadani village so give us the basics tell us exactly how this starts you know what the actual specifics are and then i'm going to pepper you with some questions along the way you bet and i'm going to start with an important basic if you're doing this one take uber or lyft if you recall from many of our resort episodes, we talk about there not being resort to resort transportation. So if you're not staying at Jumbo or Kadani, you can definitely take this tour, but you would take a bus to a theme park. And then from that theme park, you would get on the Animal Kingdom Lodge Resort bus, which makes two stops. It's going to take you somewhere between an hour and 15 minutes and two hours to get there. Take the Uber. It's going to be no more than 15 minutes anywhere on property. Good call. So this one is called Starlight Safari because it is a nighttime thing. It is late at night. 
This time of year, it's 8.30 and 10 p.m. You will find it a little bit earlier in the winter. And it's in the evening because there is going to be the night vision element to it. We were given special binoculars so that we had night vision. We were given a really quick lesson in how to use our iPhones along with our night vision binoculars. It was a really fun time. It starts right next to the valet stand at Kadani. You can't miss the check-in table because here's how your first sign that this is going to be different than the safari that you take in the theme park. It starts with a two-page waiver signing your life away. Okay. No, Disney, <laughs> I won't sue you for any of these things. Right. So you're greeted by a ranger. You sign off on it. It's a really small group in a special Jeep. Again, that's your next clue. This is different. Our safari vehicle was waiting for us right there at the Puerto Cachere. Unlike those rows that we're used to when we go on Kilimanjaro Safari, this had temporary stairs coming off the back of the safari vehicle. And then once we climbed up, there were benches around three sides. So everybody sat kind of facing in towards the middle. It has a maximum of 12 people. It is a rain or shine event. And currently it is $89 a person. And there are discounts for annual pass holders and DVC members. So I'm going to just go back to the one of the things you said there. It is a rain or shine event. Is the back where you're sitting covered? Is it open air? How does how does that work? It's covered on top. Right. But there's obviously the sides are open where you would. Sides are open. Viewing. And honestly, if the sides were closed, you'd be disappointed. Right. Because you wouldn't have the same view and the same kind of interaction. So dress accordingly. If you're doing this in January and the sun has gone down, I don't care that you're in Florida. It's going to be cold. Put on a sweatshirt. So you said $89 plus whatever discounts that whatever your particular situation may or may not even have working for it. You mentioned there are two departures, eight, currently 8.30 and 10 for this time of year. Did you get a sense of what the difference might be as far as what you would see in each particular voyage? I did it in June, one of the longest daylight hours of the year, and I highly encourage the early safari. Okay. I liked that we got out when it was daylight. I could see things in daylight. Then I could play with that night vision binocular, even though I didn't quite need it yet, to master how to use it before it was dark. It's a one-hour experience. I would say the first 20 to 25 minutes of my experience was in daylight. The balance was all in the dark. I also think if you're Disney nerdy like me, some of the backstage area that you go through, definitely better viewing during the day because it is not all lit at night when we were going back through it. So if you want that all dark experience because you want more time to master how to use those binoculars, do the later one. If you want a little bit of a mix, I suggest the early one. Also could be a function of what you've done that day too. I'm sure as you're planning these these things for folks, if you've got a very packed day, the 10 o'clock, it might be a tough one to, <laughs> to, to get to. Definitely. And think about what I said before about Uber or Lyft. If you really don't want to spend for it, and let's be honest, you're spending $90 a person, the Uber or Lyft isn't going to be the make or break to your budget most likely. But keep in mind the 10 o'clock one doesn't end till 11. 
unless you're there on super late hours, you're going to be hard pressed to take theme park transportation back. You could probably go literally from one end of property to the other, go from Kadani all the way down to Disney Springs and then transfer buses there. Just a big time suck for you. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big hassle. All right. So we had talked about the different savannas, the different experiences. Just remind folks again, what Savannah exactly or what Savannah areas, maybe plural, does this experience travel through? You bet. And if it's okay, I'm going to back up a minute and talk about how we got there because I have to be honest, I knew where we were ending up, but I had no clue how we were going to get there. Okay. And so that was a little neat too because we started to head out just like we were leaving to go to Jumbo. We passed the tennis courts. We turned right on a road that was for cast members only. And honestly, about 30 seconds down that road, I really felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. And I think that's so important. We've talked before how Disney is 28 square miles and what a small fraction of the space has been developed. We were less than three minutes into this tour and I would tell you there were no sounds of theme park around me. There were no sights of theme park. There were no necessarily sights of life. There was a lot of foliage. We did ultimately hit our first gate. And that's really where the interesting stuff on the tour began. They talked about their big gate system on the savannas and how many gates are needed not to keep the animals in, but to keep animals out that don't belong right. so that they can keep the animals in and safe that they want there. And so from the time we entered to the time we actually got on the savanna, I believe we went through four different gates. From like the back end? From the back end, because we did enter at the very back corner of the savanna. And again, we were entering at the back corner of the Kadani Savannah, and that is shared with Jumbo House. Part of Jumbo and part of Kadani look onto the same Savannah. The Arusha Savannah is unique to Jumbo House. Got it, okay. And as we're going down this road, they're starting to talk to us about what does it mean? You know, we always say that when you enter Animal Kingdom, the theme park, and they say it's all Swahili and their sign is not a zoo, which they claim is the Swahili word for not a <laughs> zoo. Of course. That they really are about the animals and the animals have the right of way over the humans and what they do for the animals and all of the choices that the animals make in their care how the animals are brought in, when they come in, whether they have to come in. Um, it was fascinating to hear. And again, being a small group, shout out to Emily and Noah, our guides for the night. They said, if you've got questions, ask. And I will say that I may have been one of the quieter ones. There were a lot of questions being asked that were just fascinating. You know, everything from after we learned about their daily routine, people wanted to know, well, what happens in the rain? What happens in a hurricane? And as we're 
having some of these discussions, we're getting to the entrance of the savannah. And that is where we see our first animal house. And it was very easy to guess which animals came in there because the roof was so tall, <laughs> it had to be none other than our giraffe friends. So here's my question, right? Because I'm going to ask you how many animals you saw different types of things. You know, if you're listening to the show and you've been to Animal Kingdom theme park, you've probably been on the Kilimanjaro Safari. How different is it from that? Because once you're there, you know, is is the safari the safari? What is the, what's the main difference is that this would be something that is worth being the add on? I'm not a big animal person. And I did this more to share with guests than because I had an interest in it. And my thought was a savanna is a savanna. Right, right. And that's not where I left off. Well, that's great. Okay, so that's um, that's a big deal. So this was huge. I mean, I honestly, I was texting people pictures while I was on it and saying, <laughs> this is where you need to be next time you're here. And I never thought I would say this, but I would do this tour again in a heartbeat. And as a non-animal person, you know, I don't want to say that I don't like animals, but it's not my thing. I'm not the person who walks every trail at Animal Kingdom and stands at the gorilla cage for an hour just watching the gorillas. Do I do the safari in the park? Sure. Do I go, yeah, there's an elephant, there's a rhino. Is it neat? Sure. This was awesome. So if you've been on a balcony or even one of the viewing areas, at Kadani or maybe even some of the ones at Jumbo, you can see during the day, you obviously see the animals walking the savanna, but you'll also on occasion see trucks going through, they're putting out food for the animals, yeah. they're adding bamboo sticks, and you kind of see a dirt road pathway mm -hmm. that winds around and cuts through in a couple of spots, the savanna. That's where we went. And so, because the number of vehicles on this savanna, I'm gonna make a wild guess here, is about one vehicle to every 50 vehicles that goes through the one in the theme park. It is the animal's home. They, you know, they'll look at the vehicle. The vehicles definitely don't throw them off, but the vehicles aren't coming through every 10 seconds. So these animals are really doing whatever they want and happy to, be roaming they're okay with the trucks stopping sometimes they you know you would have thought they knew they were posing for that national geographic show that you were talking <laughs> about jeff because some of them really played it up for the truck and the cameras some of them just went about their business but we got that interaction the truck made about six stops and they did say to me it's different every time because again the animals are for the most part free roaming we'll talk about that in a minute but they do stop at points along the trip and once we're stopped everybody is allowed to stand so you don't get out of the jeep you don't pet the animals but i'm gonna tell you that i was within three feet of a giraffe i that, mean you'll see cool. from my picture i purposely didn't they were open air windows so to speak and a couple of my pictures that i took i very purposely included the window frame sure because i wanted people to see how close we were to these animals how many different species of animals do you think you saw again i'm not the animal person but i did ask that question so 
There are 33 species on that savanna. There are over 200 animals. Wow. Okay. Um, they did quickly after they gave me that number. So, but 47 of them are flamingos. So <laughs> lots of flamingos there. It was really neat to truly be that up close. And again, this is not a knock on what you see in the theme park, but those of you who have been to Animal Kingdom's theme park safari before, if you were to just kind of take a second, close your eyes and think about the last time you were on that ride, I'm willing to bet you that if I said to you, did you hear noise from another vehicle? Did you hear the Definitely. chains rattling as they were yep. going over the bridge? The answer is yes, 100% yes. Did you see two, three or four cars in your vision in front of you, behind you, to the side of you, wrapping around the road? Yep. Yes is your answer, which yep. I love. 100%. The answer here is no, it's us. Um, so when did... so when you say 12, 12 people in one van, like that that particular departure, that's all it is. It's a 12-person experience. There's not a second van with 12 There's not a you. second vehicle at 8.30. There are 24 people a night maximum, half at 8.30, half at 10. Okay. Besides one of the zookeepers, we were the only humans yeah. out on the savannah. So again, we stopped where we wanted based on where the animals were based on what we wanted to see cool it was really an awesome experience what about any neat facts that you learned anything anything i mean you said people were asking questions left and right so what did you learn either about specific animals or about the way that they care for the animals or, or anything that you know about the whole the whole process we learned a lot and a lot of things that I think some of it you think about, some you don't. They talked about animal training and when they first gave that phrase, I'll be honest, it rubbed me the wrong way. Why? I, I hate to say it. It sounds like some of the articles that you read about circuses gone wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I kind of cringed until Emily went into detail about what that training is. And so it's game playing with the animals to allow them to be part of their care. So she talked about things like, for example, a giraffe out in the wild never gets a pedicure. No kidding. However, giraffes, just like humans, get calluses on the bottom of their hoofs and things that really hurt them. And so, in a zoo, they kind of force that foot care on animals. In Disney, they do a series of games with the animals, and it's all about game playing in the beginning. And, you know, can you step up here and we'll reward you with a treat and different things. Right. And then they can participate in their care. And if an animal doesn't want to do training today, the animal doesn't come in. Right. So I liked that the animals kind of made that bit of control. I also liked the interaction they had. Again, these animals are not domesticated, no. but they're not wild. Correct. And that was one of the other questions that was asked is if there was a need, could every animal on the savannah be put out into the wild tomorrow? Not that anyone thought Disney was going to do that, but right. could they? And the answer obviously is of course they could, how well would they survive? Not very. Right. 
you know, they are used to not having to forage for their food, not having to deal with other animals that might be predators. And they're used to that human interaction. She was explaining how every animal gets that interaction with some of the animals like the giraffes and the and coley cattle, those ones with the big horns. Right. They do it through a protected thing. They're kind of on the other side of a half wall from the animals so they can't be smushed. Um, because as domesticated as they are, they are still wild animals. But then something like an ostrich, she was talking about how they hug and snuggle the ostrich. And <laughs> I just thought that was cool. One of the things that, that again, as I'm explaining this to you, literally we just watched this tonight that I thought was interesting was some of the stuff that they do at the park is they'll, they'll play with food and it's like they were making meatballs and shoving it in, in a pumpkin for a tiger to kind of, you know, nestle through. Did you learn anything about the food that they use? Maybe, maybe for some of this training or just in general to, to take care of the animals. Again, I'm going to say it's a fact that surprised me. All of the food that is served to the animals is the same food that's served to a guest. So if an apple, this was her example, if an apple isn't good enough to be sold to you and I, it is not good enough for their animals. It's not that, you know, the banana has 12 brown spots and so we can't sell it and we give it to the animals. <laughs> it's either what we call show quality for a guest ready to be out there and sold or the animals don't get it. She's like, so they're not eating the wilted lettuce and the brown bananas. They are getting what we're getting. But maybe that's why we don't have the dining plan back yet because, you know, that they, they need. They we need can't to afford feed. to feed them all. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Any other facts that you want to discuss? I'm going to share what I think is a really fun fact, and I hope everybody thinks it like I do. I had no idea up until this tour, and yes, I have pictures to prove it to you all, that the Red River hogs are actually guests of Kidani Village. Every species has a home that they can go into at night, and the Red River hogs have the bottom floor of Kidani Village. Interesting. And they were telling us this and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then we drive past it and they stop so we can get a photo. And I'm looking at it and it's very clearly an animal home. Right. And when I look up a couple of feet, there's a balcony and somebody's coming out their slider and you would never know. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, anything that you want to leave anybody with or anything we failed to cover tonight? You know, the floor is yours to close it out. I, I want to give a huge shout out to all of the cast that work with these animals. We talked at the beginning of the show about being ultimate Disney fans. And we know so many people go to work in Disney because they want to be part of delivering that magic and they want to walk where Walt walked. I'm not saying that these people don't have that passion, but to hear the staff that works with the animals talk about them, every animal is named, every animal, you know, there's three giraffes. Honestly, I could tell you that one was shorter than the other. I couldn't tell you much more about them. <laughs> They could tell me what their names were, why, how you can tell this giraffe from that giraffe and every animal on 
every Savannah has a name. And in order to stay working there, I want to say you need to know that, but they were talking about them the way you might describe your friends to me. And this one has a temper and this one loves to come over because he's a showboater. And it's just amazing to hear that passion and know that they're really carrying out the work of these animals, not just, hey, I'm here to do my job. Well, I appreciate you taking the opportunity to talk about the Starlight Safari at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village tonight. It sounds like it was a great experience, something that even somebody that maybe doesn't go into it as an animal lover will leave with a new appreciation for all things that this wonderful resort has to offer, as well as the experience. So thanks for taking the time and have a great week. You as well. Quaharini, Jeff. Right back at you. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.